0: Welcome to Open Forum in the Villages, a show where we talk about issues, clubs, and activities going on here in the Villages, Florida. During the show, we may have time to take questions from audience members, so always be ready to give us a call or send in a text message. We hope to add a new episode every Friday at nine AM. Doc, thanks for joining me. Today's episode of Glad to open forum in the villages. Today, this is the show where we are learning about some of the people in the Improvisational Theater Company, villagers, and we're looking at all kinds of open thought ideas. Now, Doc, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about your background before you came here to the village?
1: Okay. Well, I was I grew up in Chicago, in and around Chicago. So I'm a diehard Cub fan. Was a Cub fan in utero before I was even born. Did my formal education there, spent my entire professional career in Fort Wayne, Indiana, northeast Indiana. I was a foot doctor there. Learned about the villages. Actually, uh, with my new lovely bride, we wanted to come someplace warm to retire. A goal that I had in retirement was to not Shovel snow. I could agree with that one. That was one of the main reasons I came
0: here to the villages.
1: As, as a matter of fact, when we were looking for various places, we went to a Del Webb place just off of Hilton Head Island in the Carolinas. And we were, it is a nice place, but my lovely bride asked the, the realtor there, Do you ever get ice or snow? And her response was, We occasionally get crunchy grass. And she leaned over to me immediately and said, "Further south." So we knew South South Carolina wasn't going to be far enough south. And we came here. Uh, we we came here on a trip. We we're going to be going on a cruise. I'd heard about the villages, and as I often do whenever we stop someplace new, being a uh, foot doctor, I would always look in the yellow pages and what god awful ads the podiatrists were running usually showing lightning bolts of pain coming out of the big toe, just just to see. And lo and behold, there was an ad for a group of, of doctors, four doctors, in this one group. They had a picture of them, and one of them was a classmate of mine. So this was, not only was he a classmate, in a class of 150, you'll have oh, five, six, seven, eight people that you really hang with, that you're really yeah, close yeah. to. He was one of those guys. Not only that, I mean he was the last I knew he was practicing on the south side of Chicago. His name was Dr. Larry Erlander. So I, you know, said, holy cow, we we gotta call him up and see. So we did call him up and went out with he and his wife for dinner. And, you know, they were giving us the low down on the on the villages. They were very, very high on the concept. And it was wonderful. We really enjoyed it. We came, kept coming back here. Anytime I had a, either a business meeting down here or we were going on a cruise, we would stop off, stop off again at the villages. And uh, the third time we came, we bought. Okay. And you've been here in the villages how long, Doc? We bought in, uh, it was 2014. We actually closed January of 2015 is when we bought it. I wasn't quite ready to retire yet, so we had it in the rental program for a few years. That was one of the things I had to figure out. I had experienced before with income property, and so I called my accountant and my attorney and asked, "What are the are the rules still the same? You know, as far as depreciation and things like that?" And found, um, "Yeah, this is going to work." My lovely bride one one day we were here and um, she woke up and I wasn't next to her. And I uh, she came. And I was at the dining room table of this rental unit we were in there, and she's, "What's up?" I go. I couldn't. I was thinking this through, figuring it out, couldn't find a reason not to do it. Let's buy a house. And uh, the rest, as I say, is history.
0: Okay. In the villages, how many different clubs or organizations are you an active member in?
1: A few. I, uh, I was going for trying to not have hardening of my arteries, you know, the, my brain and my vascular system. So I was trying to think of creative things to do. So I joined the woodworkers club i've always been a woodworker from the time i was a cub scout and made you know napkin holder out of pen, of uh, popsicle sticks you know i always like working with wood so i did that and i joined the songwriters club which i found out had the designation of being the actual 3000th club organ- uh, recognized by the villages the songwriters club and then I saw improvisational theater, and having spent you know, eight years living in and around Chicago, I've been to Second City a lot. You know, so I was into improv. I said, I got to try this. Okay. And uh, so the idea there is creative things. So not to as said having hardening of the arteries and my brain. Sure.
0: And and you've been in several of our shows at at the Village's Improvisational Theater Club, which meets uh, the first four Mondays of the month. 6.30 to 8.20 at the uh, Rohan Recreational Center. Doc, why don't you share with our audience a couple of your best experiences in improv?
1: Oh, goodness. The, you never quite know what's going to happen. Uh, you can plan some things, you can do things, but the the fun times are when things a, a skit just kind of takes on a life of its own and it it takes off from there. I remember one in particular where I was... Doing one of our rules is you never say no to something, you always accept whatever you can.
0: Accept all offers, say yes and.
1: Say yes and. And I was doing that with um, Margaret's sister, uh, Laura. Laura. And she was just laying it on me. She said, "Well, you've been cheating on me." Yes, and and then this and they said, "How could you? Did you do this?" I go, "Yes," and I have to have to keep digging the hole deeper and deeper, and it it was it was really fun. It was funny, and she was lay. One of the rules is always make your, your partner look good. And she was. She was just pouring it on, and no, knowing, knowing I had to answer to, to uh, anything she said. It could be something like, "Do you like bestiality?" Yes, and it depends on what species. But and it, so that was that was one time I remember that was was really fun because we were just playing off each other, and it just clicked. And sometimes, you know that that it. it it, as I said, it's kind of like a song. When you're writing a song, it kind of takes on a life of its own. Neither of you are planning it, but it, it's kind of a living thing, and it grows, and it burgeons into something marvelous.
0: I know we've had you do a, a original song during one of our shows. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell our audience a little bit about that song?
1: Well, I actually did a couple. One of them was I Ain't Never Growed Old Before, which came from a experience I had with a patient in the treatment room. I was showing her x-rays and talking about degenerative joint disease, which is wear and tear arthritis that we're all going to experience. And she uh, she looked at me and kind of strangely. We said, Doc, this all new to me. I, I never growed old before. And I thought, that is such a good line. That's a country music title right there. A the number and one seller. It, it certainly could be. And the funny thing was, I mean, this is an aside, but with this day and age of electronic medical records, you can't write anything down in the treatment room. There's no pens or pencils and no paper. It's all on the computer. I had nothing to write what down with. So I took a skin marker, which if you're not familiar, it's like a purple pen. It's got got you know, gentian violet in there and, and, and a paper towel and wrote down, I ain't never grown old before and, and wrote a song about that, which was that kind of took out a life of its own. All the jokes about... Getting older, you know, like uh, the the golden years, well, it's not just gold, it's metallic. So you have gold in your teeth, silver in your hair, and lead in your pants, you know, things like that. And it that, that just bloomed from that.
0: Right. I, I kind of look at the improv aspect of what we're doing here as the fun part. Oh, yes. We're growing and having fun every time we have a class. It whether is. it's your first timer, and we had a first timer here tonight earlier, and she did fantastic.
1: She did very well. She did very well.
0: And sometimes you have people who have a lot of improv experience. It works well for all all types of.
1: You have to have the the, the right mindset. Knowing we're, we're not going to ask you to do anything that we won't do first or do as well. Nobody can should be embarrassed. There's no there's no stage fright. There shouldn't be. I mean, it's it's normal to be nervous. Well, the but, big uh, thing
0: the big thing here. I think there are a couple of really big things about improv. Number one, there are no lines to memorize. Number two, there's no hideous rehearsal schedule that takes all of your time because we do all of our practicing and learning of the routines, not the words we're going to use on stage, but learning what the routine is about inside the improv classes. And uh, the third thing is there's none of those hideous auditions that they have in theater clubs. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's here and comes can play. We've put people up on stage who've been here for two or three meetings. And other people don't want to get up on stage. They want to be part of the audience. That's fine, too.
1: Sure, sure. But it's a, a place that you can kind of spread your wings, just stretch a little bit, and have a good time. I mean, the whole idea, we kind of think of the villages here as a place where you know, the, the World news is bad, and there's bad things going on in different places. We don't need that. Life is too short to wallow in the negativity that's out there, get all hung up in the paralysis of analysis of things. You right. know, this, just, just, this
0: is all about having fun.
1: This is having fun. They say you can't physiologically. I read this someplace. You cannot form, go through what your body needs to do to form an ulcer and laugh at the same time. <laughs> so if you can make somebody laugh... It's actually you're doing something kind to them. You're adding life to their quality to their life, and life to the. It's just a. It's a wonderful thing. It's a good service to provide.
0: Good, doc. Before we uh, sign off for this episode, is there anything else you want to tell the folks about the improvisational theater group?
1: Oh, I would suggest come to our shows. Uh, The you'll you'll have a good time. Uh, And if you're inclined to at all, come to come to a meeting. Just try it. Enjoy it. You will have a good time, and you'll be happy that you did.
0: Great. Thanks very much for speaking with me, Doc.
1: You're very welcome. Life is just too short. Let's have a good time.
0: Having a good time at improv.